Hello, everyone. My name is Stephen Kilger, Managing Editor for Feeding Grain and host of the Feeding Grain Podcast. Today, my guest is Jeff Martin, Business Development Representative of Automated Control System Solutions for Plants and Feed Mills at Repeat Corporation. We talk about how feed mill automation can help with labor shortage being seen across rural America. But before that, a bit of housekeeping. If you're listening to this podcast within a podcast app, please consider subscribing and or leaving a review. If you have an idea, or a topic you would like me to cover, or someone in the animal feed, grain handling, or related industries you'd like me to talk to, let me know. This podcast page on feedinggrain.com has a button right under the title that will let you send an email directly to me. I'd love to hear from you with that out of the way. Well, hi, Jeff. Thanks for talking to me today. Thanks for having me on the show, Stephen. Actually, <laughs> is it a show? Or should we even... Yeah, it's a show podcast. I don't know what the I don't know what kids are calling the new media these days. Well, thanks for having me on, and I'm happy to be here. Excellent. So, why don't you tell myself and the listeners a little more about yourself and your background in the industry? Working in the ag industry is more of a second career for me. I spent about 20 years in the IT consulting business, doing system design. And so, working in the ag industry is I've been here for about five years now, and it's a very similar from what I do in terms of trying to work with customers and embracing long-term relationships so that we can fully understand their clients' requirements and their strategies. So there's some similarities between the IT world, design world, and there is in the automation portions of the ag industry. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, especially with automation and control system products, right? I mean, IT yep. is a really good background. <laughs> but except for I'm I'm not the actual software programmer. I'm more on the, the consulting design side, working with the clients, trying to understand requirements and making sure that we can provide the solution that fits for them. Oh, excellent. Well, then you're perfect to talk to about this because, well, when I I I don't know about other people, but when I think about uh, kind of what can be automated in a feed mail, I usually break it into sections. Can you break down kind of the different sections of the feed mill that can be automated or uh, have a process control solution installed into it? Sure. We tend to call those sections process areas, and it doesn't really make much difference how you title it, but anywhere from receiving, grinding, batching, those are some of the process areas, pelleting, extrusion, loadout reclaim transfer between storage bins and source bins. Those are all process areas that can be automated. Any you can do all the areas, you can do individual process areas. You don't have to do them all. The, the more you tie together, then the more efficiency you can get out of it by going end to end. But you can do any of them individually or you can do them all. As well as supporting business automation too by communicating with the business systems, ERPs, accounting inventory formulation software. So there's a lot of areas that can be automated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You mentioned efficiency, but there are a lot of advantages to putting automation in your facility, including giving your workers a little more space and a little more opportunity to do tasks. What do you see as the advantages for managers, employees, customers of having an automated feed mill? Well, one of the first ones that people think of is the labor reduction. And from a, my perspective, we don't normally focus on reducing the number of people, but in terms of freeing up their time 
to do more of their strategic tasks as, as opposed to spending more of their time doing menial tasks. And a lot of the, the automation provides a lot of consistency and repeatability in the process that they're managing provides a lot more accuracy, results in higher quality products that they're creating. It also allows them to have a little more safety, oh. keeping the, the laborers out of manually. The less touches they have to do on the machine, the, the, the more safe the environment can be. Mm -hmm. Reduces waste by not having as many reworks done. And then from a ERP standpoint, it results in timely and accurate reporting structure as well. They don't have to spend as much time manually grading the reports and pulling the information and transferring it back and forth. Yeah, I'm sure, especially if they've linked those business programs uh, <laughs> to their automation system, right? Yeah. You probably visit a lot of feed mills. I visit a lot of feed mills. What do you kind of see out there that you always rub your head and be like, man, that would be easy to automate. That would be an, some a task that someone is doing that easily could uh, become an automation system and free up a lot of time. As we talked earlier, every process area, when you walk in and you see a, a mill that doesn't have the end-to-end -end automation in there, every, every time you see any of those areas, you identify it as that's that really could be sped up a little bit. That could be made more efficient. So every process area is eligible for that. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, though, you you'll see them in the hand ads section that they're not automated. And that itself, that's one area that could really benefit the manual tasks that you see them doing. Ensuring the right product goes in the right bag to the right bucket, into the right mixer. Ensuring the products weighed within tolerance, providing their ability to record and reconcile their discrepancies for inventory when they occur. That's all assisted by automation on the hand ads section. But oftentimes you don't see plants thinking that the hand ad is something that's even possible for automation. By the name alone, right? You mm -hmm. think of people hauling over big bags and scooping in ingredients. But how does how does that work? Do they have like a scanner that they have to scan before they hand ad? How does that process work? Well, it, not only does it communicate to the scale, so it's it's capturing the weights, but you do have barcode labels that it does scan so you know scanning from the product source and mm -hmm. scanning into the buckets so you can keep track of exactly which item is in each bucket and then before you actually enter it into the mixer you have to scan it again to make sure that it's the right batch going into the right mix excellent and that i assume saves not only well certainly cuts down on those mistakes right that human error element of everything correct correct oh more and more important with today's prices for things <laughs> that you're not making uh, any waste. There's always that human element, but this at least captures every one of those activities so that it's all reconciled and recorded. So nothing gets lost in the, in the shuffle. Any tasks that you see that take a lot of, of an employee's time that could be shortened or reduced by having a uh, automation or control system in place? One of the areas where you can actually see some efficiencies when the manufacturing orders populate the production schedule, the operators have the visibility to what needs to be produced. I mean, he can sequence the upcoming batches in order uh, to fit. For example, the bagging system may have 25 pound bags lined up in it. So he can look over the schedule and actually see which of the batches require the 25 pounds 
25 pound bags and then they can sequence them those back to back and not have to worry about taking extra time to change bags out between batches yeah that's what i love about automation it's been one of my well i've always been a bit of a technology geek so it's been one of the more interesting yeah. things for me when covering the feed industry and i love that it's one of those investments that pays back for people, right? Like it mm -hmm. saves, it's all about efficiency. So it saves you time and you get that kind of payback for your investment. Are there common areas of a mill where even like a small automation improvement, say you're, you're going from the basics and you don't have a huge budget, but something that would really relieve the employee's workload pressure. Because we're hearing a lot about not having enough employees and those employees being kind of overworked and not having great work-life balance. Feed industry is a hard job. Any low-hanging fruit out there that Emil could start out with to help everyone's work-life balance? One concept to consider, too, in terms of the labor force that's out there trying to hire and retain employees that are interested in this industry it's harder to get the younger generation to really want to be in a feed mill. But if you introduce technology like this, it really gives them an opportunity to use the skills that they've been growing up with and lets them feel more in touch with the mill itself. That's one benefit to attracting some of the younger generation. In the mills themselves, most time you start off with the batching vaccine and mixing that's usually the the core that everything can branch out from and it's easy to add different process areas either in front of it or behind that but that's usually the part where you begin is the batching process area although like i said earlier you don't have to do consecutive you could just automate the receiving function itself and make it easier when the trucks come in and organizing and ensuring where the commodities end up and which bins so you don't cross-contaminate Put them in the wrong places so it all depends most of the time you might want to just start with an assessment from an independent consultant so to speak to kind of look over what your processes are and identify where those low-hanging fruits are because every mill is different and they're not all the same in terms of where they have their pain points or their bottlenecks so it's sometimes that second set of eyes can identify some things that you haven't identified yourself yeah, that's the good point. When when people are interested in doing that, is that the first step then is kind of contacting a, uh, well, a company like uh, Repeat and having them come out and kind of take a look? Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, that's partly what one of my job functions is, is when I am in initiating those relationships is acting as that consultant for the first few visits. And once we get the project a little more defined, then we'll send in an actual engineer to spend a few days looking through all of the individual behaviors. But yeah, my first step is to do that once over with the customer, review what they're doing and kind of give them some fresh opinions from an outsider's view. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what's also kind of great about it. automation. It's a more of a partnership than a lot of other pieces of equipment where they're in it with you. <laughs> you guys are kind of in it together. And it's a long-term process too. You don't just pick one day and then a week later you have automation. You have to mm -hmm. actually spend a lot of time planning for what that strategic vision looks like and then building a plan to it. And it takes a while. It takes time. Sometimes it's a couple of years from the time you actually start getting that vision to the time you get it implemented. There's a lot to be 
considered in that process. All right. Well, those are all the questions I have for you, Jeff. Thanks so much for stopping by and talking with me today. Is there anything else you'd like to get out there to the industry? No, just automation's the way to go. That's the, the wave of the future. We're getting closer and closer to the concept of that lights out automation where you're actually turning off the lights and letting the employees monitor remotely. But we're not there yet. But if you haven't embarked on the automation journey yet, you got to get started. One day, hopefully. Yep. Fingers crossed. I've yes, been sir. I've been teased with that lights out facility since I started in the industry. So it's been a tease for a while. All of us would like to see it a lot more. I know. I can't wait to cover it. If you guys do it, you have to make sure to let us know. We'll do. We'll do. That's great. Well, those are all the questions I have, Jeff. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Steve, and it was a pleasure to be here. Of course, and thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I hope you'll be back for the next one. Until then, I've been Stephen Kilger, and thank you for listening.